is the Boom, Boom Athletics High Performance Podcast. Providing you with the performance training, college scholarships, coaching education, and elite athletic development. Now, your host, your host, Seth Boomsma. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Today we have a very special episode with the state's all-time fastest man over one lap on the track, Julian Watson from Brandon Valley. Julian is just an all-around sprinter, one of the hardest workers on the track that I have ever come across. This guy just grinds, and it is if I told you some of the workouts that he did and completed, you'd be simply amazed. And we touch on that a little bit in this podcast. We touch on his state 400-meter record his times across 100, 200 meters, and and also running outstanding legs on all of their big-time sprint relays. Julian will be running at the Nike Outdoor Nationals here this weekend as well, anchoring the 4x4. He's one of the top sprinters, not only in South Dakota history, but in the nation this year. Julian is an outstanding young man. He's very soft-spoken, but when he steps on that track, this guy brings something different and i think you guys will see that in this podcast julian's a student of the sport i think a lot of track fans and young track athletes especially are going to learn a lot from this podcast and how they can apply julian's work ethic and approach to the sport to what they can do in the future without further ado let's dive into this podcast with julian Julian, thanks for being on the podcast with me today. Thank you for having me. So I know you pretty well. I know your family pretty well. But the audience in at home might just know you as the Fast 400 guy. Yeah. Why don't you give our audience kind of who Julian Watson is and, and where you've come from? Um, so I'm Julian Watson. I run the 400. Uh, I'll still do the 200 a little bit. Um, state record holder in the four. I'm from California. Uh, moved here last October. You know, been running track since freshman year. Always, you know, done the 400, but just moved here last year. Yeah, so uh, a lot to unpack there. Um, before we talk about your state record here this year of 47-46, I want to talk about your high school career mm. and the move from Cali to South Dakota. Yeah. What was that like for you? I, I'm sure it was probably a little bit of a culture shock. I mean, when I, when I moved, like, I, I was definitely taking track seriously, but I wasn't, you know fully prepared to move for it, but my dad was. Like he knew he wanted me to, you know, go hard and track and try to do something with it. So like I when I moved here I knew I had to like, you know, try really hard and track. And so like when we got here first started I trained and like started training the snow and that was interesting. Like the first like month here was actually like miserable running in the snow because I just wasn't used to it. Mm-hmm. Didn't have anything for it, you know. And then I don't know, the culture I think the people here in South Dakota are a lot nicer than California. Yeah. Like I don't want talk trash in California, but, you know, it's just more like hometown, small town, people, everybody knows each other, you know? Yep, yep. Uh, you, you say how you trained in the snow and you weren't really prepared for it. What type of clothes did you all bring with you? Mm, not enough. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure, like, I put every single article of clothing that I brought, like, on me the first time we ran because I was not ready. I'm pretty sure I was out there, like, it was snowing. Like, it was the first time we did some hills down in Brandon with my dad, and, and I had beanie on gloves, but they were, like, you know, California, like weather mm-hmm. gloves and stuff, and like I had a sweatshirt on. I remember I was just absolutely dying. But uh, what what made your family and your parents choose South Dakota of all places? Um, my dad was 
my dad was most confident in like Brandon Valley's in South Dakota, like to run track next year, like because California didn't start running track until this year. Like they mm-hmm. didn't have a season last year. Mm-hmm. They had like I think a week or something. But like he was confident that South Dakota wouldn't do sports the year that we came. So that's why. Yeah, where where did you live out there in California, and what school did you go to? I went to Sage Creek. It was down in San Diego, so down by the border, Southern California. Okay. Um, so the move to Brandon Valley, you had a, a pretty successful junior year. I remember a lot of our athletes, you know, race against here. Like, oh yeah, yeah there's this, this kid that transferred in from Cali. That's, that's really fast. Hmm. Um, what were your times junior year? I mean, I, I think that they were, they were not, you know, amazing, but they weren't bad. Like it was, I went like 50.05, I think in the mm-hmm. four and then like. 22.4 in the two. I didn't run the one. Like, I ran it once or something, like 11.8. Yeah. Something like that 11.4. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't anything crazy. Uh, uh, so, transitioning to your senior season, I want to kind of give everyone kind of a background of how much improvement you have made because I know how much work you've put in, yeah. not only here at the gym, but also with your dad and your brother mm-hmm. as well. And the thing is, is like, a lot of people see the 47.4, but like, oh, you know, like he did that just because, oh, he came from Cali or, you know, yeah. something like that. They just yeah. assume that you're fast because you yeah. came from there. But in reality, like this was all, like you had to work for everything yeah. you've gotten. And going from 50.05 down to 47.46 and break the all-time state record mm. is not an easy job to do. Mm. So to kind of take us through that work ethic really since you've, you've kind of moved here since South, to South Dakota. Yeah, when I, when I moved here, you know, like I wasn't anything crazy in California. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. like a freak athlete. Like I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't like normal, but like I wasn't, you know, crazy. Like I got beat by kids a lot, like in my own city, like not even in the state, you know, mm-hmm. same age, kids younger than me were beating me. And, uh, you know, when I moved here last year was, I don't know, I didn't take it, I took it seriously, but I definitely wasn't, you know, thinking about sprinting as much. I was just thinking about, you know, running a 400, mm-hmm. you know, it's a different race than like a 200, 100. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, during the off season after junior year, it's just like, I focus so much on speed, you know, because I think that's uh, like, you know, it's a sprint still, even though it's a 400, but it's still super important. Mm-hmm. Um, Take us through some of the workouts that you have done, or, or I guess probably let's start with your favorite workouts. Like what has been some of the favorite workouts that you really feel have helped you for, to run that 47.4? Um, I, you know, I, I love the curved treadmill. Like I think that helped me so much with like, you know, grabbing and like pulling myself and mm-hmm. just going faster in general. And then when it comes to like workouts, just in general, with like my dad and stuff, like he's, We've done a lot of like crazy things. I think hills are really good mm-hmm. for speed, and then like I don't know, we've done like 400 repeats, and those are just good at you know like preparing your mind for a 400, like knowing how to run it, you know, the yep. mental part of it, finishing it. So 400 repeats, hills, those are always good. Yeah. What What's like your take us through like a your favorite hill workout? What's an example? Um, we got this hill down in Brandon. It's probably I don't know. 250 meters something like that mm-hmm. and it's just a full out sprint and like it's 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 worse than the 400 i think the pain's worse and we'll do it like three times uh-huh you know um so i want to i want to touch on um your brother as well london mm-hmm. who also trains with you quite a bit i know that had to be a pretty cool experience to have a, a younger brother that's just two years younger than you yeah. to, to push you along the way and you push him yeah. and kind of continue to fight together and, and win a lot of relays together and mm-hmm. stuff like that. 
What has that been like for you? I mean, I, I think it's so fun. <laughs> I think he's a great athlete. Like, mm-hmm. I remember during COVID, we would run, and my fastest time in eighth grade was one minute, and he was in eighth grade, and he was dropping, like, 57s, 56s, and I was like, you know, he's going to be better than me, hopefully, yeah. you know? And he's, he's going to get four years of high school track, so, like, I think... I'm just excited to see where he goes with it. You know, he's already running 50s sophomore year. Like I ran 50s my junior year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's he's almost basically a year ahead, mm-hmm. really where you were at. I think when we look at your 47-46 this year, I think the biggest change you've made from your junior year to senior year was not only the mechanics mm-hmm. but also being able to unlock your top end. Yeah, and max velocity. Like, and that shows in your 100 and 200 this year. Yeah. Um, do you think that was a key aspect to you running a fast 400 this yeah. year? Yeah, I, I I personally don't think that before. I think it's all speed. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think it's endurance anymore. Like, I think it's just speed and form, and mm-hmm. then that'll take you to run fast. So I think max velocity really helped me. Yeah, I think I would completely agree with that. And kind of tell people, what are your what's your 100 PR and your 200 PR? Um, 10.88 in the one, and then 21.77 in the two. You think you could go faster in that 200? Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I I think so too, and I think, and we'll dive into this, but I think if you're fully healthy for the full season, I think you break the state 200 record as well. Yeah, I mean, and and uh, I think that's a credit to how much work you have put in. But touching on to that, sports constantly deals with injuries. Mm-hmm. Everybody deals with it. I I think we get into late May around state track, and I th- I feel like. 75% of our athletes are like, I'm tired, I'm fatigued, yeah. I'm beat up here. Part of that is being able to manage that and all that stuff and yeah. how you work around things. I know you battled an injury. Do mm-hmm. you want to touch on that and kind of how you managed to work through it? Yeah. Um, so it was right after I ran my fast 400. I had a, like three track meets in the span of like, I don't know, a week. And I just did something with my back. It was something with my like hip flexor. Mm-hmm. And it, like I just could not walk on it or run on it. But... You know, I, I knew it was right about the same time as um, the special 200 so at Howard Wood, so I had to do it. Mm-hmm. So I had to, like, I had a week probably in which I just didn't run and didn't move on and just hoped that would be good. And so I just, you know, slowly got back into running, but it was tough. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> that kind of moves us towards the end of May, and it's mm-hmm. it's something that I hate talking about it, and I hate being questioned about it, and I can't imagine how you feel mm-hmm. or your family feels. Take us through that 400 meter race and, and what, yeah, yeah. And, and what that was like. So, I, I mean, I've never, that's never, I mean, I don't even remember last time that's ever happened to me. Like, I've broken down that hard. Uh-huh. I think it was just like, you know, three days of running. He, mm-hmm. like, I had to run. I think a lot of it was that I had to run the four by one, like, right before, and I stood out there in the sun. And it was, it was, I, you know, a lot, it was really mental. Like I remember I sent my blocks up and they were just like, I couldn't get them right. And I was like getting mad and stuff. And then, you know, like I, I came around the turn and like, I felt good. So I got, I couldn't even tell you what happened. Like, it's not like I knew it was coming. Like I, it was like that last, you know, 50 meters and like my body just like cramped up, like yeah, heat exhaustion or something. Um, the prelim was 48 low. Yeah. Uh, broke the state meet record. Right. Yeah. Um, so we knew what you could do, and I remember I talked to you like before the four by one, and I remember mm-hmm. you stating how how you're a little tired and exhausted mm-hmm. and yeah. stuff. What did you think of the three day state meet? Because when we did like our state meet preview with Carter Baronfus, 
we we both kind of talked talked about how three days is a long yeah. time span for for track and field, especially when you're a elite athlete. Yeah. What What do you think of the three days? I mean, it was it was just like a big change. Like no one was used to it. I wasn't. I mean, I'm sure there are people that were fine, but I just yeah. wasn't ready for something like that. So, it was, yeah. I mean, if they have if it's <clears throat> if it has to be done, you know, it's whatever. And I think people should be able to do endurance like that. But it was just tough with the heat and everything. Yeah. Um, has it ever crossed your mind about during the three-day state meets, how how could you approach it differently, or what advice could you give to athletes in the future of how to approach it from a, like a recovery and a nutritional type standpoint? Yeah, I mean, hydration was super important. Like, I, I was making sure I drank a lot, but like, I would say, you know, if you're going into prelims, don't kill yourself. Like, don't go as hard as you can. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think I did, but you know, I still pushed it decently hard in the prelims mm-hmm. to get you know decent times. Mm-hmm. especially in the four. I don't know if I did as much in the two, but in the four, I definitely tried hard. Yeah. The, the art of the shutdown. I think it's, yeah. it's, it's hard for athletes to shut down in South Dakota. I know we had a female athlete last year in her prelims. I told her just shut it down. Mm-hmm. Well, then she got criticized because she slowed down before the finish. And I'm yeah. like, well, that's just race management. I'm yeah. just trying to make sure she gets, can get through all our races, not only healthy, but also be able to set herself up best to win yeah. these races too. Um, do you follow professional track and field at all? Because yeah. I know you're a huge track fan like I am. Yeah. Uh, and who has been kind of some of your influences on professional track and field? Like, who have you looked up to? I mean, I don't know if I watch professional as much as I do just college. Mm-hmm. Like, Randolph, I think he's really good in the four. I've always watched him. Like, like the way he runs, you know, same yeah. build type thing. Like, I think he runs it really well. Um, who else? I mean, Matt. When I was a freshman, Matthew Bowling was the senior. Yeah. I thought he was just crazy. I love watching Matthew Bowling. And for pros, what <clears throat> um, was his name? He's from Southern California. He runs the four. He's, I don't, he has the high school record of all time. But Is it Michael Norman? Michael Norman. Yeah. Yeah, was, yeah him too. <clears throat> My yeah. mom likes watching him too because he's from California. So. Yeah, yeah. So what's crazy is like, Cause like I ran professional from 2017 through 2019 Mm -hmm. and I remember like growing up and I was your age and I was watching all these pros and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And I'm kind of like this emerging sprinter in high school and then college. And and you start making these steps and these progressions kind of like you're making now, you're making these huge leaps and progressions. And I remember being obsessed with Tyson Gay. Mm -hmm. So in in 2007, Tyson Gay won triple gold. He won the hundred, 200, four by one in Osaka, Japan at the 2007 world Mm -hmm. championships. And I was like a seventh or eighth grader at the time, and I remember being there. I'm like, I want to be, I want to be, mm. be professional, you know, type thing. Yeah. Well, then, ironically, ten years later in 2017, I raced Tyson Gay, really? literally right next to him, really? American record holder, running nine six nine. And I remember how cool that was, and like yeah. he came up to me and was like, "Hey, what what heat are you in?" and all this stuff. <laughs> so I, I remember how cool that was. Well, now you're you're getting to a level now, Julian, where yeah. you're gonna be competing at the Division One level. Well, Division One is competing against pros as well when if you yeah. go to like drake relays or or various meets these pros can mm-hmm. run at these collegiate meets really? what would be your mindset approach when you compete against these pros because i think people will kind of get some insight too in how some advice that you could give to high school athletes when they they see you racing and they're like oh no julian watson's here you know what yeah. so what would be your approach if you're racing one of those pros or say like you're racing randolph ross next year yeah, it- it's so mental. Like, you, you got to stay with yourself. Like, I don't really like, I wouldn't say I don't like losing, but whenever I see someone, when I'm running, like, it just messes with me. Like, I don't like it. So, I just, like, 
you know, in California, like I always, I used to always get like messed up by that. Like I'd see kids pass me and then just like, I'd, you know, lose my form or go out the window. So I'd say just keep to yourself, you know, yeah. just keeping your own race, trying to think about it. Uh-huh. Uh, so you run, you know, 1088, 21.7, 47.4. Um, have you ever thought about the 800? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, my dad's always talked about it, uh-huh. you know, but it's like, it's a painful race, so I don't want to have to do two painful races, but, you know, I've always thought about it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I think you can run a good 800. I, I really yeah. do, and I know your dad thinks so as well. Um, what what type of influence has, has your parents been on your, not only your athletic career, but also your, your personal life, too? Um, because they, they obviously brought you guys here to South Dakota mm-hmm. to, to run track and stuff like that, and your dad helps you out with a lot of workouts yeah. and gets you gets you guys out there. Um, how much of an influence has that had on you when you step on the track? I mean, you know, like when I get good times, like when I got my 47, I remember like the first thing I want to do was go talk to my parents about it, you mm-hmm. know, just be with my dad. He's like, you know, you'd be so excited. He was so excited about it. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just my goal. You know, it's a goal we've both been working at, you know, for the past four years, mm-hmm. you know, to run a 47. Yeah. I, I want to take you through my perspective when you ran the 47. So we're, mm. it was at Pier, mm. and they had a live stream, which was pretty cool. I wish more trappings would do these YouTube live yeah. streams. So we, we have the YouTube live stream streaming on our TV here at the gym. Yeah. And I'm working with you know a few athletes, and I also have it on my phone. So mm. I'm sitting there watching the live stream on my phone. And I see you run the race, and I'm like, that was fast. Mm. I'm like, so I rewind it on my YouTube and then I start clocking it with my stopwatch. Yeah. Each time I'm getting 47.2, 47.3. And that's mm-hmm. hand time. I'm like, Danny, he's got to be close. He's got to be mm-hmm. close to that 47.5, that state record. I'm like texting your dad. I'm like, what, what was the time? What was the official time? Mm-hmm. And he texts back 47.46, new all-time state record. Uh, achieving a time like that, achieving a state record like that takes mm-hmm. a lot of work like we talked about. Yeah. What was, what was the feeling like, though, for you when you, when you saw that time? come up i was i was honestly surprised because i knew i went fast like i knew it was like at least 48 because i was trying to go for my school record which was like 48 three mm-hmm. so i knew i knew i like you know had to have gotten that and i remember i was like sitting there and sabrin my friend came up to me and he like he was the first person on that track and he he's like you just ran like 47 four and i i started like flipping out you know i was so excited but like no one knew like sabrin yeah. didn't even know i was like that's the state record and he's like really and i was like yeah like <laughs> i was my coaches didn't even know like I told them, and like, is it? And I was like, yeah, stay right here. <laughs> funny. Yeah, that that'd be a weird feeling because now you got to convince people that you just broke the state record when you know yeah. that you broke the state record. Yeah, so like fifteen <clears throat> minutes later, and they're like, oh yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I, I think it's. I want to touch on this too because we talked about about it in our state meet preview mm-hmm. podcast when we were kind of Carter and I were talking about you and your state four hundred record, but we were also talking about the hundred and two hundred state records. Yeah. As well. And you might have listened to it, and I kind of went on a little bit of a, a tangent there about we don't know what these state records are because there's so many fake times out there. Yeah. So, for example, like you going after the 200-meter state record, mm. we still don't quite know what the 200-meter state record is. Yeah. You know, I know what it is, but mm. it's 2151 Otto, Jacob Hyde in 2019 yeah. at state meet. He ran it legal. It was official. There was nothing wrong about it. Mm. But, like, on the top 10 list, there's, like, a 21 one from yeah, 1926, like yeah. which was probably on a straightaway horse track, probably yeah. a 220 yard dash. Mm-hmm. So it's conversion and obviously hand time mm-hmm. back then. Um, what, what is your opinion on some of those state records? Cause I know coming from Cali, their state records yeah. are probably completely different. They're all electronic and official. Yeah. And I guess what, 
what would you like to see South Dakota track go in the future? You know, cause now, now your brother or maybe yeah. your brothers could be up there and going after state records. How would you like to see South Dakota approach that? I think that it needs to be, you, there needs to be somewhere you can see it. Like it's hard to just find them in general. Yeah. Like I, I didn't know what the 400 record was. I had to look for it for like a month, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, like, for example, when Jaden ran the one and he beat it, mm-hmm. no one knew. Like, exactly. Like, I, I remember my whole team was there, and I was like, he just casually beat the state record. <laughs> like, is anyone going to say anything? Yeah. Like, did he? I was like, yeah, like, that's the state record. I knew what it was. I knew Stahl beat it, had it last year. Uh-huh. And, like, they announced it as, like, the third best all-time. Like, dude, he just ran the fastest all-time, yep. you know? And there's not giving him the praise for it, really. I know, yeah. And that that's what I was kind of, like, ranting about in our state me preview podcast is how how Jaden Guthmiller from Spearfish runs 1045 mm-hmm. and they're announcing like you said that's third all time I'm like well who's ahead of him like that doesn't make yeah. any sense especially when the state record was just said a year ago we should be aware of this and now we're like you said we're taking away the praise for this athlete mm-hmm. so now when he steps on the podium and gets this Dakota Relays record and stuff like that they're like Dakota Relays record number three all time when actually it's a state record like yeah. let him let his coach let his family let his teammates and his friends be able to you celebrate that just just like you were able to yeah. when you got your 400 state record because there was that there was no point in which any like he was never announced that he got first you know and like i'm just lucky that you know i have the four and like there's not that much there's not that much difference in it yeah but like even even like esd like they the records are like wrong like it's like 10 like three for the one it's like mm-hmm. 21 two like those aren't what the records are you know yeah so that's just annoying but yeah it's it's a tough thing that i'd I feel like South Dakota's are so far behind. Yeah. And each year they don't go after it and try to make change. Mm-hmm. Each year we get further away from the making that change. Yeah. And that's what's what's really sad about it. Um, take us through your your state meet and the, your senior season overall. I know left away, walked away a little disappointed yeah. from your senior state track meet. Um, kind of take us through that team race and what that was kind of like. I mean – same thing happened last year. Like we, I am, I ended my season like it wasn't good. Like I came in, I was supposed to be at third, I think, in the four. And I got like fifth, and mm-hmm. you know, got beat by people that shouldn't have beat me. And but I don't know. It's it's unfortunate what happened. You know, it was just a lot of things went wrong when it came to our team as a whole. But it was it was no one's fault. It was just unfortunate and unlucky, if anything. Yeah. You know, and then I don't know, my season. You know, I started off strong, and like I. I'm not disappointed in my season. You know, I got the times that I wanted. I did what I wanted, and then just got hurt. But it's okay. It's whatever. Yeah. yeah. So the team race was really interesting in Double A Boys because mm-hmm. Harrisburg won the team title. Mm-hmm. Um, Rapsy Stevens was second. Yeah. But Rapsy Stevens got DQ'd in the four by four final. <laughs> it was actually crazy to watch. I I like felt bad for him. Like I was like, like is, is his team about to kill him? You know, like it was. I felt so bad. Yeah. Uh, what? So what what's the next step for you? I know you're gonna run in college, but yeah. you don't quite have a decision made yet. What's mm-hmm. what what goes into your process of making that decision, and uh, what are some of your goals when you make that decision after? I mean, it's 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 you know, it's between family and a you know good team. You know, like mm-hmm. it's like I I'm keeping in mind like how good the track team is, but like then you know my family wants me to stay here and stuff like that. Like I I'd, I'd like to keep training with my dad. Like I think he's a great person to train with you know mm-hmm. like he's definitely helped with my abilities but you know and then like going into college like just want to continue to get better like I don't think I've peaked as an athlete you know mm-hmm. just want to keep getting good mm-hmm. um take us take us through I want you to put 
I want people that are listening to this to kind of get in the mind state of how you approach a 400. Okay. Because you're, you're the type that how, basically how I try to teach all of that, our athletes, mm-hmm. you get, you go out hard. Yeah. You're not waiting for it. You're not sitting back and, and wait, waiting or chilling. Take us through your mindset approach as you set your blocks, as you come out and just the overall 400 meter race. I mean, I'm, you know, my blocks are not very good. So I've never like, you know, the, the first, you know, dry phase is not crazy important to me, but you know, I, I think that no matter how hard you go in the first, you know, 200 meters, 300 meters, like you're still going to be dying at the end of that four. Like it's a hard race, you know? So I think like for me, how I run is I just, I genuinely just like, you know, sprint for as long as I possibly can and then just hold form, you know, and just make it to the end. He's like, you know, there's, I think it's the best way of running it. Yeah. What do you come through 200 in? Mm, it's usually 21 high, 21 mid, something yep. like that. And then through the three, it's like 33, like nine, 33. Yeah. Five, so like so you young athletes sitting at home he comes through 200 fast he's not mm-hmm. waiting he's not sitting back mm-hmm. his pr's 21.7 and he's coming through in 21 high what does that all tell you guys he's got to you got to book it you yeah. got to come through and you're coming through 333.9 as yeah, well how how do you think you can continue to improve and take that 47.4 to 46 and then 45 and so on what, what do you feel like the next steps are like I, I'm coming through that three at the same time that like the fastest of the fast are coming through. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's just going to come down to how much energy it takes me to go that fast, you know? So if I can, if I can get my two down and then run a 21 and like, it doesn't feel like anything, like it's just an easy run, then mm-hmm. I'll be able to, you know, kick that last hundred meters and drop, you know, 11 second last hundred and go like, you know, 46, 45, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Every, I, th- I feel like every athlete has like a welcome to insert their sport moment. Mm-hmm. So for you, it'd be a welcome to track and field moment, whether it's a complete failure where they get completely destroyed by another athlete mm-hmm. or in a relay, or they have a breakthrough moment where they finally realize what they could do in the sport. Yeah. What was kind of your welcome to track moment where you kind of realized, okay, I can be pretty good at this. It was definitely when I was young. It was uh, probably freshman year, I think is my first like meet. Uh, my previous 400 time was like one minute and uh, we had two high schools in my town and the guy that I ran with in eighth grade he used to always destroy me he he ran like like 57 56 and it was just like you know devastating but uh, we ran against each other at um, my first high school meet in a four by four and like he he had like the lead on me but like I almost caught him you know like I was this close and I was like that was crazy and like I remember I got off the track and my coach was like that was like a 55 split and I was like I was like PR by five seconds like and then I went and ran like a 54 at the next meet 53 and I just knew I could keep dropping the four because like it's you know it's something that if you work on it you're just gonna keep dropping time you know mm-hmm. I <clears throat> I want to ask you something because I, I feel like your work ethic is very high mm-hmm. um when you step on the track you're complete you know you're a killer you're stone cold you're willing to you know beat anybody in your way mm-hmm. um but when we see you off the track, you're very quiet, quiet, um, yeah. kind of to yourself. Uh, take us through that mindset shift of how you go from your personality off the track to your personality on the track. It's just like confidence. Like I'm confident in my abilities on track. So like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know what I can do. Like, I'm not going to be like, you know, shy about it. You know? Yeah. But like then off the track, like it's like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what do you like to do off the track? Like what, what does Julian like to do when he's at home or, or with friends or whatever the case. I mean, I 
you know, video games. I play a yeah. lot of video games. Like, I'm that type of person. I like hanging out with my brothers. Um, you know, me and London are best friends. Like, mm-hmm. we hang out a lot together. And I just go everywhere with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know. What, what type of video games do you play? Everything. <laughs> Minecraft, stuff like that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, what system? Uh, PS4. PS4? Yeah. No PS5 yet? Mm-mm, not yet. Oh, boy. Uh, I had three of those at one point and just kind of pawned them <laughs> off. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what, I know you started training here at Boom Athletics last fall. Mm-hmm. What has kind of been your favorite thing about training here? I mean, I, I mean, when I came with my friends, like, that was just, like, so fun. Like, I liked mm-hmm. the crew that we came with. Like, it was enjoyable to be here with my friends, you know? Yeah. And, like, it was, like, that nice how that worked out. Yep. And a lot of that crew is going to run here at Nike Nationals. Yeah. Um, in the 4x4, who are the athletes that are going to represent Brandon Valley? And, mm-hmm. and what are you most looking forward to being out there in Eugene? I think I think we can do really good. Like, the 4x4 last year won mm-hmm. with a 317 because, like, you know, there's amazing teams out there that are going 310, 309, but they just, like, won't be out there because they can't get their team to go out there. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fastest teams there will be, you know, probably 317 maybe maybe lower you know if if a good team goes out there uh-huh. but like i think we have a high chance of getting top three you know if we can cut off two seconds go 318 we can you know get top three maybe first who knows yeah for sure it's uh is it prelims finals no it's just finals just league. time final there's two leagues there's i don't know there's some league and there's champion league immersed in the champion leagues so yeah because they're historically there's it's emerging elite right mm, yeah yeah because we we sent a jumper back a couple of years ago to to the championship division there's mm-hmm. always championship emerging elite at these nike nationals mm-hmm. um so athletes have to hit various qualifying standards in order to to achieve it and when you go out there it's not like you can run for a club but if you're doing relays you can't be on a club it's got to be school yeah. team um the all-time state records 3a team and yeah. i mentioned in the state meet preview podcast that i would love to see you guys actually fresh and healthy and, yeah. and everyone go at it because i think you guys are the best four by four team ever and i and i've seen it firsthand here at the gym uh what do you guys what do you feel like your guys potential is in that four by four no i mean i think you know jeremiah 300 hurdler you know he's was the fastest all season like i think he can go 49 maybe 48 high you know in his first leg joey dewitt you know He's got a great kick at the end. He'll try as hard as he can, you know, go 50, 49. Joe Anders, he's, you know, he wants it, 49. And then, I don't know, I could go probably like 47. That would put us mm-hmm. at like 316, you know. Yeah. So I think we can do something like that, something crazy. It would be entertaining to see, you know. Yeah. Because you guys were 320 this year, right? Yeah, and that was, you know, like we yeah. weren't all at our best, you know. Yeah, exactly. And and 320 is just 450 flats. Mm-hmm. And you guys are definitely capable yeah. of going going a lot faster, like you said. Um, what, what will that be like for you, for you being such a huge track fan, being in Eugene, Oregon mm. at the new Hayward field and all yeah. that stuff? Is that going to be pretty cool? Yeah. That's going to be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. You know, I, but like last year, like I remember I watched it, like I had an athlete from my old school go mm-hmm. and like, I remember like, I was like pretty jealous that she went, but mm-hmm. I'm just excited. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be really fun. Um, when you talk about, work ethic and stuff like that who have been some of your biggest influences on your work ethic <laughs> my dad yeah yeah i mean like he's always i don't i couldn't tell you how many times i've vomited while working out <laughs> you know like it's like a normal thing like we, he develops crazy things that are just, like seem unrealistic but they're still super hard mm-hmm. challenging to do so uh were your parents athletes um i mean yeah my mom did track my dad was also like an athlete mm-hmm. when he was younger they were both athletes yeah yeah. 
Um, so London's going to be coming up, mm-hmm. and I think we both know he'll probably have a little bit of target on his back because, yeah. because of what you have been able to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's your advice to London? What's your advice to your, your other brother, younger brother as well? I don't think I just not think about it. I mean, yeah. I don't think London's ever been like the type of person to worry about that. Like you know mm-hmm. how London is; he's different than me. He's not worrying about what people think of him right. too much. Um, I think he's got it. I think he'll be really good. Like if anyone's ever beat my four record, it's him. Yeah, you know. Uh, I know you'd be super proud of him because he's your best friend and stuff yeah. like that. You'd have to be like a little salty. There'd have to be a little bit of a brotherly rivalry there. Yeah. If you were to break it, or maybe he falls just short, you might rub <laughs> it in just a little bit. Hey, yeah. London, yeah. you only went forty-seven, forty-seven. You're point one off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, we've always been, like lately too. Like we've been bantering about stuff. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's he's definitely got it. You know, so I might as well banter while I can. And I don't know. I think it'll be funny if he gets it. He's rubbing my face, and like it'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, don't quite know where you're going off to college yet, mm-hmm. but do you have an idea of what you want to major in? Yeah. What What will that uh, be? Veterinary science okay. or biology, depending on what school I go to. So okay. To do that. Gotcha. Um, so what advice could you give to younger athletes trying to achieve faster times? Whether whether it's an athlete that's you know all, almost borderline elite or uh-huh. just trying to develop in junior high whatever whatever the case what advice could you give to the, those young athletes just try hard like it's important that you like put you actually like are passionate about it too like try hard it's definitely mental like you know don't let things like get to you or that will affect you you know mm-hmm. yeah uh i want to talk about the spikes you wore this year because mm. a lot of athletes and parents are kind of curious about the super spikes yeah uh the the new Nike the Max Flies is that yeah, what they're called yeah, yeah. Um, carbon fiber plate and all that stuff mm. what was your first experience with the, those spikes and and how how much do you like those spikes I mean the first time I ever put them on was with you we were uh-huh. outdoor training and like you can feel yeah. there's a difference it's different than other spikes but um, I don't know further into the season the more I wore them down and used them like I you know I just got used to them and didn't feel it mm-hmm. but I think it definitely helps you know but yeah uh i wanted to talk about that because i get a lot of athletes always asking me about these super spikes mm-hmm. are they worth it and all that stuff i'm like yeah i, I think they're cool yeah. if you want to spend the money on them just go for it um take us through the technical changes you have made in the past year uh what do you feel like has been the biggest improvement in your technique um definitely my front side mechanics you know mm-hmm. like i think last year i i wouldn't say i was just i wouldn't say there was no like thought in it but I was definitely just running like I wasn't thinking about what I was doing in my legs like I was just running to my best abilities but then you know I started thinking about you know more shoulder movement more like arm swing stuff like that and it definitely helped a lot yeah uh you went 48-7 indoors as well mm-hmm. um and ran really fast and were top 20 in the country at one point yeah um did you ever think about running the 400 here at Nike Outdoor Nationals or or has that never crossed your mind yeah it the thing is, is like when it comes to like school and like sports, like it's so complicated. Like there's things you can't do, or you'll get, mm-hmm. you know, you won't be able to run. And it was that's what it came down to. Like I wouldn't yeah. be able to run for like I would miss like three meets if I went to that one meet. So it's yeah. just like I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't worth it. Yeah, I agree. Well, Julian, I appreciate you taking the time <laughs> yeah, uh, to be on the podcast with me. Uh, it's been super fun to watch you and, mm-hmm. and have you in the gym and stuff like that. 
Um, we wish you the very best at, at Nike Outdoor Nationals. I think it'll be really fun, you. you know, to be out there and stuff like that, especially just being able to see the stadium and walking in mm-hmm. and getting those goosebumps and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it's been fun to watch you. I think you're one of the best all-around sprinters in South Dakota history mm-hmm. and obviously the greatest 400-meter sprinter ever at 47-46. Thanks for being on the podcast with me today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you.